Hey everybody, it's Xander and this is the Ethereal Path Podcast. Let's get witchy. Alright, hey guys, it's Xander. What's up? Welcome to episode 16. I hope 2023 is getting a great start to everybody. Um, so I apologize for not getting an episode out over the weekend. Um, things kind of got in the way, life kind of happened. Um, but you know, I was able to kind of stitch one together and I'm kind of proud of this one because we're going to kind of zero in on a topic that I love and that is tarot card reading. Um, this is where it all began for me. This is where my passions for it began. Um, so saddle in, buckle up because we're going to talk a lot about tarot cards and this is going to be the first of probably a couple episodes on the subject. Um, so I'm excited. I just, I like said, tarot card reading is my, this is my jam. So let's do this. Alright, so first up, here come the whole bunch of disclaimers. Um, so first thing that I'm going to say is I'm actually going to be using the Rider Waite deck. Um, now, I have multiple decks of tarot cards. Um, I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Um, and if you're interested in tarot card reading, you know, I'm sure you've actually like started to take a look out there and you have come to realize that there are hundreds of thousands of tarot card decks. Um, the Rider weight is the most common deck. That's the deck that, you know, you always see like on the TV shows and, um, it's the, it's kind of the, the first deck that always pops up. It's in the yellow box, you know, um, that is kind of like your basic standard starter deck. Um, pretty much everyone I know who reads tarot cards, that's, you know, where they start just because, you know, it's a great, it, uh, it's a great deck to learn from, um, especially when you get into, you know, the symbolism of the cards and things like that. Um, now that being said, my main deck that I read from is actually the dragon tarot. I got that when I was 19. Um, I've always had this thing for dragons. I've always had this thing for like Asian culture. I've always had this thing for like nature. So like to me, um, you know, like I love Zen looking scenes. I love, um, you know, just any sort of like, let's put it this way. Um, if you go and you watch like the cutscenes from say like survivor China, like those are like some of the most beautiful scenic pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so when I found this deck, um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely about dragons, it's, you know, not so much an Asian feel. There's actually more of like, almost like an Egyptian feel to it. Um, but it's, you know, the, the dragon part is what like really resonated with me. Um, now I also have other decks. I have, um, the green witch tarot for obvious reasons, because I identify as a green witch. Um, I have the gay tarot for obvious reasons, because I am a gay man. And, you know, I also have what is the deck known as the gilded tarot, um, because the illustrations on it are just absolutely beautiful. And what's funny is, is if you look now, um, early I know the last time I kind of like looked around for tarot decks, 
um, they have a version of the Gilded Tarot, which is like the Gilded Tarot Royale. And it's like, I think the cards are a little bit bigger. The edges, um, they kind of changed. Like, they basically took the pictures and kind of like expanded them out to the edges so there's not much of a, of a border. Um, and it's so funny because you can tell that my deck is like 20 years old because these cards are like bent and they are like warped and like there's even like water damage to them. And, you know, just, you, you can tell this deck has, this deck has been loved. Let's, let's just put it that way. Um, and so it's, it's like one of those things where like, I love the illustrations in this deck. And I think the pictures and the artwork is just so beautiful that it's like half of me wants to buy like this new deck just so I can have like a fresh version of it and like bigger pictures and everything like that. But it's like, you know, I so I can't get rid of my OG deck because like, you know, we've, we've been through some history. Um, so if you're one of those people who's like, you know, definitely interested in tarot card reading, which most people, this is where they get their like foot in the door. Um, it can be super overwhelming at first just to even try to figure out what deck you should even start with. So just to keep things simple and uniform, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use the Rider weight deck, um, just specifically for this episode. Um, because again, most common deck, most readers have them. Um, if you are starting out, I would recommend starting here. Um, you know, but I have said this in previous episodes before too. If you like feel a, like a super strong calling to another tarot card deck, um, you know, every tarot card deck go comes with a little booklet inside, you know, that tells you what the meanings of the cards are. Um, you know, don't be afraid to refer to it, you know, because the, you, you're going to be doing a lot of referencing in the beginning because, you know, you don't just sit down and learn how to read. Um, you can find versions of, um, they're called like trainer decks where it's usually a version of the writer weight deck, but it actually has the meaning of the card like right there on it. So, you know, you can read it as you're going and learn to practice your skills. Um, you know, you can always you know, bring up like a Google website, um, some, some decks like my green witch deck, um, you know, there's a very, there's a very thick book, almost like novel sized, um, or novella sized, I would even say, um, because it is very detailed about the meaning of the cards and the names of the cards, which, which do change, um, throughout decks. It was just something that we'll get into. Um, but you know, so it kind of depends like, you know, like my gay tarot deck, you know, there's just this little, like almost like pamphlet and it's like just a quickie, like, here's what the card means, you know? So you're going to get different things. So like if you, it, in basically the way to tell is if you're looking at like a deluxe set or if something looks like it's coming in a bigger package. So if you look like you're getting just a deck of cards, you're only going to have like the little pamphlet in there. If you get, a, if, if you get a deluxe set, chances are you're going to get, like I said, like a little like novel novella sized book to you know really explain the meaning of the cards what the cards you know any all the information that you're going to want to know plus usually they throw in like different types of spreads things like that i recommend like when i bought my dragon deck i went and i actually bought the book separately because they sold it separately when i bought the green witch deck um i think it was one of those like i ended up having like a coupon and it was like the same price. So I basically got the book for free. Um, but other decks, it's like, you know, once I work with them, I decide whether or not, you know, I need the companion book to go with it because some decks you'll learn how to read real quick. Some decks you'll learn how to decipher. And that's another thing that I always say 
is, you know, especially when you're starting out, you know, yes, pay attention to the artwork because I mean, I could literally spend probably thousands of dollars, um, if not more on different tarot card decks just because I love the artwork. Um, like one of the decks out there that I've seen is like the steampunk tarot and just the artwork is so fucking cool. Like I love it. And one day I will own that deck just right now. Like, you know, financially I don't need it and financially I can't justify spending that kind of money. Um, but trust me one day I will own it. Um, and I may never use it. That's the thing. It's one of those, but you know, I love the fucking artwork. So maybe I'll turn into like, you know, a, some type of like art piece or something. Who the fuck knows? Um, but anywho, so like I said, um, I would suggest starting with the Rider Waite deck just because that's the one you're going to see the most, but you know, do without will. So here we go. Why the fuck do tarot cards work? So actually let's even back up first. So what, what the hell are tarot cards? Um, so you got a deck, you have your major arcana cards and you have your minor arcana cards. Now, major arcana cards are your cards that are numbered and basically have like a title. So like the fool, the magician, the hierophant, justice, the wheel of fortune, death, all those things. Those are your major cards. Your minor cards are going to be more familiar and um, you can see where this parallel has obviously been because it's super easy to tell is that, you know, our modern day playing cards are very, very similar to um, the minor arcana cards. So you have ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then you have page, knights king or i'm sorry page knight queen king so the only difference is is where in a deck of playing cards we only have three core cards here you have four aces are always the start of the deck because aces always symbolize new beginnings then you have your four suits now here's the first place that you will find um the tarot cards diverge tarot card decks um, not only do they change the name of cards depending on the theme, um, for example, you know, in the standard Rider Waite deck and generally accepted, the zero card is known as the Fool. Um, in the Green Witch Tarot, it is actually the Green Man. Um, and there is a reason for that, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. So there's going to be a whole bunch of things that I mentioned that I'm going to be like, okay, just kind of stick a pin in this because we'll circle back. But in the meantime, it's, it's a ton of information, but it's kind of important. We go in, in order. So anywho, um, so you have your swords, you have your wands, you have your cups and you have your pentacles. Okay. That is what you would get in your standard writer weight deck. Pentacles can also be called coins. Um, wands I've seen depicted as staves. I've seen them depicted as wands of like, um, fire torches. I've seen them depicted as actual like magical wands. Um, I even have a deck where the wand suit, it's an item made of wood, but it's not necessarily like the, I think the, it's the five of wands in the gay tarot deck, um, where you have five guys, it's five guys playing hockey. So the hockey six represent the wands. Um, so again, the, every deck is going to have different names for certain things. There's going to be different interpretations for certain things, but they still all pretty much run standard. So, um, if you are into astrology, this is where there's a big crossover. So each of the suits is representative of one of the signs. So in the Zodiac, you have 
the four elements. You have your air signs, you have your earth signs, you have your fire signs, and you have your water signs. Swords are representative of water signs, or I'm sorry, swords are representative of air signs. Cups are representative of water signs. Wands are representative of fire signs, and coins slash pentacles are representative of earth signs, okay? Now, here's the way that I always remember this, and it's super easy to remember. You swing a sword through an air, yeah, did I say that right? You swing the, yeah, you swing the sword through the air. You can drink out of a cup. You can light a wand on fire. And coins are and coins are of the earth. That's just that's just the way I remember it. It sticks in my head that way. And the reason that I bring that up is is if you know your zodiac sign. So like I am an Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign air, along with Gemini and Libra. Those are the three. Those are the three air signs. Um, if you know your air sign or if you know your zodiac sign and you know what element it's representative of. So in any reading that I do for myself, if I have a sword card, it is something a little bit more that I'm going to want to pay attention to. If I see a lot of, if I'm reading for somebody else and let's like, let's say I see a lot of wands, like let's say I see like seven cards that come up and they're all, and there's seven wand cards on the table. You know, I may, you know, ask, you know, what their zodiac sign is just, you know, to find out, you know, are they a fire sign? And if not, then it also might be like a timetable, you know, so you kind of look at where the fire signs lay, you kind of look at where the dates are. Um, and, you know, depending on where you're at in the calendar year and everything, you know, this could give you an idea of what you're seeing in the reading of like when it may manifest or, you know, just it could be another clue as to what you're looking at. So something to keep in mind, um, you know, so I do always tell people if you're not familiar um, with you know, what the zodiac signs are related to the elements. I would try, I would find a way to kind of remember. I actually think in most um, little tarot card books, it actually tells you um, even like the little pamphlety ones um, or just, you know, just keep a cheat sheet. And here's the other thing that I always tell people, um, be honest about your skill level. You know, do not be afraid to ha say, you know, I may have to refer to my book. I'm new to this. Um, you know, or, you know, Hey, I want to look a little bit deeper at this. You know, I've been doing this for over, well, not over, but almost 30 years. Oh my God, that just hurts the fucking saying itself. Um, and there are still times that I refer to the books, especially with, you know, decks that I'm still getting used to, or, you know, if I see a card that just kind of looks a little out of place for where what the meaning should be as to where it's at in relation to the other cards in the reading um you know it, it, it you sometimes you just gotta look a little bit deeper and sometimes you need that research point so like i said don't ever be afraid to you know say hey i need i need to whip out this book and practice on your friends practice on yourself you know do those readings where you know you draw the card and then you look at it and you look at the meaning and this that and the other so now that we got that out of the way we are going to talk about why tarot cards work and this is something that i learned a long time ago and i think this is just the coolest shit in the world um so i'm going to take a quick break and i will be right back All right, so let's start the fool's journey. So now, first of all, I'm going to say this. I feel a little weird about doing this on a podcast, and I'm going to tell you why. 
So I, I, I'm one of those people who like, I was always like nerdy that I like, I loved magic when I was a kid. Um, especially like grand scale illusion, like dude, David Copperfield. Oh my God. Like I watched his specials, like they were fucking just, you know, the Bible. And every time he came to town, like, you know, my parents took me to see him. Um, I got to see Lance Burton in Vegas. I've seen, I've seen some of like the pretty big names in magic. Um, and Magic and illusion has always fascinated me. You know, I learned, you know, I was one of those amateur magic kids or kids who, you know, did amateur magic and, you know, got me a few cool little magic tricks, did it this, that, and the other, you know, but never kind of like pursued it. I always wanted to do some grand scale things, which we actually did a project in high school now that I think about it, where we did do a couple grand scale because um, I had a buddy who was a magician. But anywho, I'm totally getting off track. Um, but so. One of the rules of magic is that, you know, a good magician never reveals his secrets, which again, you know, then you have specials like, you know, magic's biggest secrets revealed, which of course, you know, I watched like it was my crack. Um, but in the same time, um, it's like, you know, I really don't want to know how they do this shit because it's like spoiling magic. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I get the whole altruistic side of it of you know it's going to force magicians to come up with bigger better better tricks and you know if you watch it like agt and see like shin Lim, like it, it definitely fucking worked because like that man oh my god like every magician that's on agt i straight up root for because i think they have just come up with some of the craziest coolest shit and i still think the sacred rihanna got screwed but um that's a whole other story for another day so anywho, why the fuck am I babbling about magic tricks? Um, so the reason is because what I'm about to go through is called the fool's journey. And I almost feel like this is kind of like the quote, why tarot cards work. Um, and it's almost, I, I feel a little weird about it because it's like, I, I feel like it's revealing what's behind the curtain. Um, you'll see why when we get to the end of it, or you may not see why and you may think I'm, that I'm absolutely fucking crazy. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, I've shown this to people over the years, you know, obviously when I teach people to read, this is, you know, one of the things that I show them. Um, and so like I said, I kind of feel weird about it, but I don't feel weird about it. I mean, you know, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. So anywho, here we go. The fool's journey. And if you have your cards, you can grab your major arcana cards and you can follow along. Um, I'm going to be flipping through them as we go. Cause you know, um, obviously I don't have the whole thing memorized, um, but anywho, um, saddle up because it is a pretty fucking cool story. So as we know, card number zero is the fool and the fool is actually representative of all of us. Um, so the fool is every man. The fool is every single one of us. The fool is every person who has ever lived. Um, and the fool is actually considered the most powerful card in the deck, um, because it is representative of humanity. Um, you look at the card of the fool and it seems like it's someone who's like lighthearted, it's someone who doesn't care, but it's someone who's beginning a journey. And one of the accepted reasons that they're called the fool is that, um, you know, you think of a person is as they go through their life, you know, as we go through all the stages of our lives, we think we know it all. We think we're the smartest person in the room. We think the older generation is just so out of touch. And we think the younger generation just totally doesn't fucking get it. And 
the older I get, the more I realize it is so fucking true. And it's just so sad. And, you know, that's why, like, I legit laugh and straight up snort laugh at those damn progressive commercials. There were, you know, it's that whole, like, homeowners becoming their parents because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have friends who do this. And, like, yeah, um, we totally, 20 years ago, we would have been making fun of you. And you just would have been, the like, the butt of, like, endless ridicule. But, anywho, I digress. All right. Now, keep in mind, too, as we go through the Fool's Journey, we're not going to get too deep into the meanings of each of the cards because this is not to this is not meant to be a deep, deep trip. And I'll show you why in a second. So cards one and cards two, we have the magician and we have the high priestess. Basically, this is representative of our thoughts. OK, so the magician is of the thought of he can make anything happen. All it takes is a little bit of magic. All it takes is a little bit of creativity. The High Priestess, she is the studious one. She is the more mature one. She is the black and white one, whereas the Magician is the gray areas of our lives. So this kind of just represents, you know, a little bit of the way we all think, the way we all feel. Cards three and four, we have the Empress and the Emperor. This is literally obvious where we begin our lives. We all begin our lives with a mother and a father. Then we move on to card five as we start to get older, and card five is the Hierophant, and, the card, and that is the traditionally known as the card of education. So think about what happens when we're little kids. We have a couple good years at home, running around, playing, and then all of a sudden, we get sent to those awful torture chambers for the next 12 years of our lives. Um, so, yeah, literal representation. Um, just keep that in mind. As we get older, card six, we hit the lovers, you know, and that's when puberty hits. We become, you know, into, you know, who we're into, what we're into, and we're starting to explore our sexuality. We're, we're growing up. We're becoming adults. And that is what is representative of the chariot. You know, the chariot is basically the young man or woman who has hit that age of maturity, who has hit that age of they have pretty much defined the person that they're going to be. Um, you know, obviously, you know, our minds try to tell us that we're more advanced and more mature than we really are. But, you know, we have a lot of our basic principles and a lot of our basic values already set in stone by this point. And, you know, it takes a lot of strength, which happens to be card number eight, um, to get there. And one of the reasons that you have to be strong to get there is because you have to kind of go introspectively like the hermit does. And you have to really look deep inside and you have to figure out who you are and what type of person you want to be. And then you realize that the whole world is open to you, just like the Wheel of Fortune. And it's up to you to decide where do you want to go? Do you want to kind of spin the wheel and let, you know, just kind of fate guide you along? Or do you want to set your own destiny? You know, which is the most just path for you? And how will that make you a more fair person? How will that make you a more ethical person? How will that make you a better person? And sometimes you have to look at things from a different perspective, just like the hanged man, in order to really truly see things for what they are and the way you believe them. And that leads us to the death of old thoughts and the new beginnings of life. 
But, you know, as we close chapters of our lives and as we open new ones, you know, we have to start finding that balance. We have to start finding that temperance. We have to find, you know, are we on the right path in our life? Are we where we want to be? Are we happy? Do we want to keep going? Do we want to change things? And we can even find, you know, protection and we can even find gatekeepers like the devil who ward us away from, you know, making bad choices and making bad decisions. And even though we can't always avoid catastrophes and dramas that may happen in our lives, you know, like the tower exploding, things will burn to the ground. Ideas will burn to the ground. We will fall and we will fail. But with every burning comes rebirth and with every rebirth becomes a new star and that star starts to grow and it becomes bigger and it becomes more important and it becomes you know part of the universe in this the solar system in a whole which is you know in our space in our literal space is ruled by the moon and the sun you know and that is what is watching over us as we go through our entire lives and as we keep growing and as we keep you know aging and as we keep you know working on ourselves and becoming better people you know we're finally going to have that day where you know we have the final judgment and that's when we finally have all the secrets of the world open to us so if you followed along with that that's literally every major tar tarot card in order um in the major arcana and if you listen to that story and there's tons of versions of it out there um it's the story of our lives. It's the story of humanity. It's the story of what each of us go through. It's the story of us. And a lot of people attribute this is why tarot cards work. Um, so I know that, you know, I always say that I'm kind of throwing like, you know, the science into why Wicca works and why magic works and everything like that. Um, but it's, it's more of this is why tarot cards work. This is because we all follow this path. So no one is excluded. Everyone can benefit from having their cards read. Everyone can learn something from their cards being read. And it's something that doesn't belong to one race, one gender, one ethnicity, one religion, one anything. It's universal. Um, and it's just like Wicca, you know, Wicca belongs to everybody. We are all equal. And, it, you know, yes, we have differences. And, you know, that is what makes everybody so wonderful. And that's what makes this world so special. And that's what makes this world so great. And it's learning to respect the fact that we're all different, but all the same at the same time. You know, one of the things um, that I always say, especially at work, is that, you know, a lot of little petty fights and arguments and things that need to be like settled, you know, it's you listen to both sides and, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you have your obviously, you know, one person's wrong and one person's right. But, you know, a lot of times when you sit back and you like really think about it, you know, you have 
two people who have two different opinions, but neither person is wrong. You know, both people are right, and we live in this world where we make them mutually or we make them mutually exclusive. Where if there's a right, there has to be a wrong. Well, no, both people can be right at the same time. It's just sometimes you need a third party to point that out and be like, okay, well, you believe this and you believe this. Neither one of you were wrong. And I always say that, you know, this is the perfect example of, you know, again, me being a nurse, um, you know, and again, here's that fun disclaimer of, you know, nothing that I ever say is ever to be construed as medical advice. Um, but, you know, I've worked in critical care units and, you know, I work in acute care. Um, unfortunately, I have been part of a lot of codes. And, you know, this is kind of timely because of the whole Damar thing. Um, and you do see the importance of why, you know, quick, fast CPR um, is so super, super fucking important. Um, and, you know, why I'm a huge fan of everybody needs to become CPR trained. There should be AEDs everywhere in this fucking world. And everybody else needs to be trained on Stop the Bleed. Um, because with all this bullshit that's going on with all these shootings, um, you know, if everybody got trained and had this equipment available, so many more lives would be fucking saved. Um, but I don't want to get off too hard on a tangent. Um, I will do actually, um, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm going to kind of do a little, um, one-off episode after this. So if you're actually interested in a couple of things that I just mentioned, um, stick around, I'm going to do a one-off episode. Um, it's going to be super quick and shorty, probably like not like two, three minutes, but anywho. Um, so about getting back to the whole tarot card thing. Um, so I'm actually going to stop this episode here because I think this is a lot of information to digest and a lot of information to play with. Um, so that being said, when it comes to the fool's journey, um, you can believe it. You cannot believe it. You can think it's bullshit. You can be like, oh my God, like the, the, the first time I heard it, it was like mind blown, you know, like, holy shit this makes so much sense. It just kind of clicked, you know, it's again, like it's pulling back the curtain to see why these, these cards actually do what they do. Now, here's the thing that I always tell people, tarot cards do not predict the future. Yes, things will come up about your future, but tarot cards are meant to make you more aware of your present situation. Think of it like reading a map of your life. So what you should see, not about 99% of the time you read, depending on what the querent's asking, um, is a roadmap. And it should be, here's where we are, here's what your current barriers are, here's your past, here's your future, here's what you're thinking, here's how you're getting there, and if you follow this road or continue on this path, here's what's going to happen. Okay. But the future is always changeable. We can always make better decisions. We can always change our mind. And that is one of the beautiful thing about tarot cards is tarot cards can actually really, really help you decide, are you on the right path or do you need to pivot and maybe rethink some things or are you missing some things or like my tarot cards? And I always say this, you know, my dragon deck, especially because that is the deck that I have totally bonded with. Um, my tarot cards are literally smart asses and they like, if, if I am, 
if I'm doing, if I'm pulling some just dramatic bullshit, like, you know, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm just being tired and fucking lazy. And like, I'm literally looking for every excuse under the sun. If I go to pull a tarot card reading and be like, why isn't this working for me? My tarot cards will, will literally be like, because you're being a lazy ass and you're trying to just avoid responsibility. And it's like, I know this already, but it's like, they will literally flat out tell me to my face, like, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Like, get your shit together and just get off your ass and go do it. So anywho, that is part one of the tarot card series. Trust me, there is so much more to come and I'm so excited to be taking you guys along this next stretch of our journey. So if you are wavering on buying a deck again, like I said, I would recommend getting a rider weight. I would start playing around with it. If you're still not sure or you don't feel like you feel want you want to kind of throw that kind of money around, you know, go online. There are actually online um, free tarot card readings you can have done. Um, there are a bunch of different sites out there where they can teach you different things. Um, and again, like I always say, with even when we were talking about all the earlier stuff in the previous episodes, you're going to find a lot of contradictory information out there. Um, so that being said, keep in mind, though, different cards will mean different things in different decks. So not only do you have cards that are named different things, like, you know, like I said, such as in my Green Witch Tarot, the Fool is, is referred to as the Green Man, whereas in, you know, almost every other tarot deck, he is the Fool. Um, it's representative of every man, but just from a Green Wiccan perspective. Um, whereas, you know, you could pull the Three of Hearts, which this, this, came to mind because it's one of the easiest ones that you've seen probably seen the most of of you know that's the card where you have the heart and there's the three swords like stabbing it okay um usually that's a card of like heartbreak or you know um you know you're 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 basically about to face some struggle or trial or your heart's about to be broken but not in every deck and that's something that is truly truly important to remember um because the four of hearts also if depending on which deck, which deck you're reading of is you've grasped that heartache. Um, and I'm taking this straight out of the dragon's arrow, because if you look at the four of, at the four of cards, um, the dragon's actually holding on to the three swords from the three of hearts while balancing the fourth one on his nose. Um, but that four of, of card, that four of hearts doesn't mean the same thing as the four of hearts in a lot of other decks. It can be similar, but it may not be exactly the same. And this is why the symbolism of tarot is what becomes so critically important. And that is why it is going to be multiple episodes for us to get through all this, because like I said, it's going to take some time. So anywho, um, thank you guys for jumping back in. I hope you guys are having a wonderful 2023 at this point. Um, again, thank you to all my listeners around the world. I see the numbers are still growing every day i see we're hitting new countries every day and this little international family is just growing by leaps and bounds and i absolutely love it so please check out my etsy store um it's at ethereal path pgh um everything will be in the credits and then um stick around like i said i'm going to drop that quick mini episode uh, if you want to get involved in learning how to save some lives and what you can do as non-medical personnel out there in the community to help stop with these epidemics. So anywho, with that all being said, everybody have a wonderful day. Blessed be. I am Xander. I am out. 
The Ethereal Path Podcast is hosted by me, Xander, and is owned by Ethereal Path, LLC. You can find us on the web at www.ethereal-path.com. Don't forget the dash, it's super important. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Ethereal Path, and on Twitter as at Ethereal Path PGH. This is also our email address, etherealpathpgh at gmail.com. DMs are open on all of our platforms. The Ethereal Path Podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Our Etsy shop can be found under Ethereal Path PGH. Links can be found below and on our website. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Every one of those clicks makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening, and blessed be.